0: Cowboy fans, it was all good just a week ago. <laughs> man, what's pissing me off the most is that I actually picked you guys to win the game. And you disappointed me, man. You, you disappointed me tremendously. Um, but before we get into all of that, third and twenty. Third and 20. You just sacked Aaron Rodgers. You had the momentum. And you give up a 36-yard bomb on a rope to a tight end. Looks like you need to join me for some drinking. Last week was the white henny. I got another fresh bottle in the stash of some Ciroc apple, which is pretty delicious. With some tonic on the rocks. (laughs) You need some some Ciroc Apple on the rocks, Cowboy fans. Damn. How is it that you give up a third and 20? You know, I got to tell you, the Dallas Cowboys, y'all might be the New York Knicks of football in that. Y'all find the most painful ways to lose games. You know, I watch my Giants. The Giants allowed me to take my loss and stride because we got smoked. I could I admit that. We got smoked. Y'all had to watch that whole game. The entire game. Live and die by that game. Every wake and play of that game. You're yeah, down 21 to 3. You come back. You tie the game. You make a big play on that final possession and then he goes right down the field. Anyway, it's like the Cowboys troll their fan base. And speaking of their fan base, I see about 50% of y'all today talking about Romo should have played and Romo should have did this and Romo should have did that. What difference was Tony Romo going to make when your defense couldn't stop a nosebleed for half to three quarters of the game? That's a serious question for all y'all Cowboy fans out there who are proclaiming that Romo would have saved y'all. Y'all went down the field, got a field goal. All right, cool. Maybe y'all could have got a touchdown right there. Y'all got the ball back. Well, going down the field again. Had a penalty kill that drive. I didn't know Tony Romo throws the flags too. This is news to me. I thought he just played quarterback. I didn't know Tony Romo played cornerback. I don't know. I didn't know Tony Romo played linebacker or D-line or, or defensive coordinator. How would Tony Romo save y'all? Serious question. And on top of that, I didn't realize that the Dallas Cowboys had this many haters. I'm a Giants fan. I don't really hate the Cowboys. I hate the Eagles. Anyone who knows me knows I hate the Eagles. You know, I can't stand that team. I don't really hate the Cowboys. I'm a Lakers fan. I can't hate on Heritage Franchises because I understand that. With being a Heritage Franchise, you win a lot of games. You, and you come with the wins comes a lot of haters. Fine. But my, my Facebook feed yesterday, my Twitter feed yesterday, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever, was full of Cowboy memes. The Cowboys haven't been good since I was in grade school. I don't understand why there's so many Cowboy haters. I'm confused. I'm legitimately confused. But... To the football field, uh, I hear you, Mark. He wouldn't have did a thing. But uh, to the football field, I feel as though the Dallas Cowboys did themselves an injustice the entire game. You look at you look at their approach to the game. Last week, I felt as though the Giants should have thrown the ball more. This week, I felt as though I felt as though uh, the Cowboys should have run the ball more. You think so, Derek? Is it because of the fans? You you might be right, but haters hate, man. But There was a lot of possessions where I felt as though we know that the Packers secondary is terrible. It begs you to throw the ball. But you have to do what you're good at. You know what I'm saying? You do what you're good at in order to win the game. The Giants were good at all season long passing the ball. For whatever reason, they decided that they wanted to run the ball more. You're not good at running. Why are you doing that? The Cowboys all season long, they established the run game. They O-line dominated games. For some reason, they kept throwing the ball, you know, situational football. Second down where you should be giving it to Zeke, you're throwing the ball so you're playing behind the chains. You know, don't get me wrong, Dak did his thing and they eventually got it right. But in the first half, they went against what they were good at majority of the time. And you kept giving the ball back to the Packers who could not be stopped in the first half. So, to me, the Cowboys cut off their nose to spite their face. They had no business being down 21-3 to from the get set. Exactly. Most five yards are carry. Why are you giving the ball? I mean, you want to get Dez involved. I respect that. But at the end of the day, your passing game is not that diverse for you to be relying on the pass so early. Look what we saw in the third quarter. I've never seen somebody jump a bubble screen the way number thirty-three Micah Hyde jumped a bubble screen in that game. That shows you that teams already know that you only have a, a certain amount of play act, or excuse me, a certain amount of passes in your playbook for a safety to jump a bubble screen, Bruh, Run the ball. I've seen a lot of second two, second and twos where they were throwing the ball as opposed to giving it to Zeke. You're not. Your defense already showed that they can't stop Aaron Rodgers. They already showed that. So why not run the ball, clock them like you did eventually in the second half and throw the ball when necessary? True, they wanted to incorporate does. I get that 100 percent. But let's say you're making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, right? You spent the whole year putting the jelly on the bread first and then you put the peanut butter on second. Why, for some reason, on this special occasion, you decided that you wanted to put the peanut butter on first before you put the jelly on? Do what works. This way, you won't be having a srirach and tonic on the rocks sitting next to Giant fans watching the Packers play next week because it was on the Dallas Cowboys to get the job done, and now I got to promote more liquor for my fellow Cowboy fans out there. Damn. The NFC East... You know, we've been taking a lot of heat all season long. I felt as though we had the best division. And then in consecutive weeks, we had to get violated by the Packers. Getting violated. It is what it is. We got violated. And it's not like this team is not beatable. Yeah, they got Aaron Rodgers. But if the Giants did what they were supposed to do a week ago, no Packers. If the Cowboys did what they were supposed to do yesterday, in other words, run the ball. Control the clock. Don't ask your defense to do too much. And speaking of that defense, why are you sitting back in the zone majority of the game? I didn't see enough blitzes. You got the best quarterback in the world sitting back with all the time in the world to throw the ball. And when they did, and when they did blitz, it actually worked. I saw Angel Scandrick get there a couple of times. I saw a couple of dudes go up the A-gap and get there. Blitz this man. I take my chances with him running to his left like he did on the 36-yard pass. It was a beautiful play, whatever. But this, the percentages are that if he's going to his left, or oh, he's moving off his spot more often than not. He is not hitting these bogus wide receivers that they have who are shining. Devontae Adams is not good. He's all right. Rodgers, a tight end, is not very good. Their best receiver didn't play. And this dude still shined on y'all because y'all didn't make him work for anything. You think I'm a Cowboy fan, right? I'm mad passionate right now. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. The Giants do need backs, but you know the Giants went home last week. It is one of this, man. I just don't understand. So now now, now I have to go watch Aaron Rodgers' face for another week, and he's going to go to the Falcons, and it's going to be like 46-45, to the final score, because... There ain't going to be no defense in that game. You can't tell me that the Falcons... I don't know. The, 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 uh, do we believe in the Falcons, y'all? Do we believe that the Falcons can beat the Packers? I think that... You see this? This is going to be Falcons fans next week. Maybe I'll find another bottle for Falcons fans next week because this is ridiculous. I'm going to have to hear the media suck off Aaron Rodgers for another three weeks. Aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback in the world. Even if he is, it's like two months ago, we were all watching the media try to drive Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay. They were calling him the next Jay Cutler. Now he's the best quarterback in the world again. Yeah, Corey, you might be right. But it's it's frustrating. The Cowboys, to me, more than anything else, handed the Packers that game. You don't spot a team with Aaron Rodgers 21 points. They scored the first three points and then allowed them to go score three consecutive touchdowns before the defense decided to do something. It should hurt, Corey. It should hurt because at the end of the day, y'all had the better squad. Y'all smoked him in Green Bay back in October, and all the parameters as to why y'all smoked them were still there. When y'all decided to give Zeke the ball, it worked. When y'all ran a play action pass, it worked. When y'all actually blitzed Aaron Rodgers, it worked. Why y'all home right now? I don't understand. I don't understand. NFC East looking like the Packers run the NFC East now. I'm salty. I I admit it. You know there's some Cowboy fans watching this. I don't care. You know, not even at the cow. I mean, the Cowboy haters. I I don't, I don't business. You know what I'm saying? Homejoy fan, I hate the Cowboys. That's great. That's great. You can hate the Cowboys. I don't want the team that beat my squad to be successful. You can call me a hater. I'm not above being a hater. The Packers beat my Giants. The Packers got to go home. No? That's not how this works? All right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, The Steelers last night handled their business. Salute to the Steelers, but really and truly, Steelers almost handed that game away, you know? They go up and down the field. Let me adjust my camera a little something. They go up and down the field. Can only managed six field goals. It almost ended up in overtime last night. Now they got to go to New England. I'm not talking about the Patriots game because everybody everybody, uh, knew what was going to be the outcome. I'm surprised the Texans scored that much, but whatever. You're going into New England next week. Steelers. You got probably the most talented offense in the league. Not probably. The most talented offense in the league. Let me put some respect on that. You're going into New England. You know they're going to scheme their asses off for y'all if you're Pittsburgh. New England's going to have a scheme for y'all. You got to score touchdowns. There's no, there's no if, ands, or buts about what's going to have to take place next Sunday. Y'all going to have to score touchdowns. I was talking to my homie Mark. We we was discussing what's necessary before before we even got into schematics. We still ain't talk scheme. He said, yo, we gotta score touchdowns. You're not gonna beat the Patriots kicking field goals. You're not gonna do that. The Patriots, you know, I'm seeing Earl Thomas talk about the Patriots have the easiest route to to, to the Super Bowl and all this and that. Bruh. It don't even matter how they got there. Your team got bumped. If it was the fifth, we'd all be drunk. It is what it is. The fact remains is you got to go to Foxborough. you got to score touchdowns. Your defense has to play the best game that it's ever played. I've had debates with a lot of people about Julian Edelman. To me, Julian Edelman is the best slot receiver in the game. He's the best, the most elite slot receiver in the game. All of y'all could disagree. I've shown you on a more than one occasion. I don't care if you disagree. I think he's the best at what he does. They don't have Grunk. So if you're the Steelers, you you want to take Edelman away. If Edelman is not there getting those 12 to 15 yards ad nauseum, you have a great chance of beating the Patriots. I don't trust their slew of running backs besides maybe the power back to do anything. I don't trust Bennett because Bennett has never been elite. Bennett is not prime time like Gronk. So at the end of the day, you can't necessarily expect me to believe in that. But what I do believe is if Julian Edelman gets going. All right, Harrison is going to eat, Joe. True. True. He's going to eat. But this whole theory about hitting Tom Brady and you you stop Brady, that's true to a certain extent. But we know Brady when it's all set. We just saw a year ago. You can hit Brady all game long. and He's still going to take your team down the field and go tie the game. It wasn't his fault that they lost to the Broncos a year ago. He did what he was supposed to do. The Broncos defense, you know, Did what they were supposed to do. But late in the fourth quarter, Brady went down the field, tied the game. Then the Patriots defense gave it up. The fact remains is hitting Brady's not as important as stopping Julian Edelman. If Edelman is eating, if Edelman has 8 to 10 catches and close to 100 yards, y'all will lose that game. Put me on record right now. 8 to 10 catches and close to 100 yards, that is a loss for the Steelers. Stop Edelman, beat the Patriots. There's no Gronk to worry about. I think y'all can stop them from running the ball. Y'all gonna hit Brady. There ain't no ifs about that. Y'all gonna hit Brady, but you have to stop Edelman. No Edelman, Super Bowl appearance. Straight like that. Yeah, Blunt too. Blunt. If the power game is going, then Brady definitely could get the, the play-action pass in effect. You're right about that, Mark. I forgot. that. That's the name I was mistaken. LeGarrette Blunt. If the power back gets going enough, then you get the play-action pass. Then you got a guy like Malcolm Floyd. You got a guy like Amendola. Julian Edelman underneath, it's a lot of issues that you could deal with right there. Yo, shout out to, yo, Peanut, good looking on the shed, man. Yo, everybody watching this right now, share this with your people. We, we know sports fans. I know what I'm talking about. They need to watch this. You know, not get a little game from your boy. Share that for me. But um, Julian Edelman is key. For that AFC Championship game, I, this, this is another pick'em game for me. Like, last week, I picked the Steelers out of respect because I, I didn't believe that Andy Reid could out-coach the blackest coach I've ever seen. I laughed last night. He shook, uh, uh, Tomlin shook uh, Andy Reid's hand and they went to that assistant coach and said, all right, good, good game, bro. Dapped him up real f- It was a funny thing to me. To me, that's the blackest but best coach that I've seen in a long time. A lot of guys were sleeping on Tomlin. Even even Terry Brashaw sleeping on Tomlin, calling him a The Tomlin is a great coach, man. That man is a great coach. It's Tom, just because he's black, and he looks like he looks like one of us. Fresh shape up, cool dude. Like I could be on the block with, with, with Tomlin. But the man knows what he's talking about. Appreciate you on that one, Monty. I need to get on ESPN, man. They need, they need to hire your boy, man. But for this game. It's a lot of Steelers fans here. Y'all gonna be upset with me. I'm going Patriots 27 to 24. Field goal. Wins it. Gustowski <laughs> for the win. I'm sorry. It's no shade. Somebody has to win. I'm going with the Patriots. I'm going with the Patriots. I'm going with the Patriots. Oh, my F's. You're funny. F- funny thing is, Joe, his mom used to be my principal kid at 183 in the film. Funny enough. But, um, I'm sorry, Mark. I'm sorry, man. <sighs> I'm going with the Patriots 27 to 24. It's nothing personal behind that pick. I just have a feeling that the Patriots are going back. Would I like to see the Steelers win? Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. But I- I'm going with the Patriots. Um, to the NFC side of things, you spoke about the Cowboys, you spoke about the Packers. Yeah, I went to 183, Joe. Um the Seahawks. I I guess when you think about it. They didn't have a secondary besides Richard Sherman. And you you know Earl, Earl Thomas is the key to that defense. He's the key. No Earl Thomas, a half a Cam chancellor. And that offense for Atlanta is pretty elite. It's going to be tough, man. Atlanta, you know what it is? The hater in me, the admitted hater in me, wants to pick the Falcons. But the logical person to me says that the Falcons only took advantage of a depleted Seahawks team. If the Seahawks had their squad, Everybody's close to healthy, they probably don't win that game. They probably don't exploit certain things. But considering that you have the hottest quarterback we've seen since the last time Aaron Rodgers was this hot and they won the Super Bowl, it's killing me. You see, you see the pain in my face, right? I don't want to pick the Packers. But I'm gonna lean towards the Packers. I think the Packers on the road. The Georgia Dome has never been much, never has been much of a home field advantage for good teams. The last time they were in this situation, I think San Fran went to Atlanta and beat the Falcons on their way to the Super Bowl. But I think the Packers win. I think the Packers win. It's going to be a shootout. I think this game is going to be a 38-34 to 34 Packer victory. There's, no, there's not going to be much defense in this game. I think turnovers. You saw when the Cowboys got in the game yesterday, they found a way to turn over Aaron Rodgers. If the Falcons can get some early turnovers and play with the lead, that's their best chance. But where they, they have to kind of do a combination of what the Giants tried to do and what the Cowboys failed at doing. The Giants tried to slow them down early and get some points scored. Right. Eventually, the office couldn't hold up the end of the bargain. The Cowboys turned over Aaron Rodgers, got back into the game. I think the Falcons, for them to be successful, have to get some points scored early and turn the ball over early. If they can get like a 17-0 lead early somewhere around there, 17 to 21 nothing lead early, they're going to lose that lead. It's going to get interesting. But they'll have a lead to play with. It puts more pressure on Aaron Rodgers and forces Rodgers to take more chances with the football. Aaron Rodgers has been comfortable the past two weeks. The Falcons' only chance is to make him uncomfortable and play from ahead. But do I see that happening? Nah. So I'm going with the Falcons. I'm picking both. Now I'm going with the Packers. I'm picking the Packers and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, guys. The top two number 12s in the league. I think the Super Bowl that like Roger Goodell wants because to me, Roger Goodell does not want to hand that Super Bowl MVP trophy to Tom Brady. But I think it's been a collision course for that awkward moment for a very long time. And, and Roger Goodell's best hope for not handing that trophy over to Tom Brady is Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry, Steel A Nation. I'm very sorry about this. But I don't think y'all going into Foxborough winning that game. It's going to be close. Field goal at the end, Gostowski, wins that shootout in Atlanta. I'm sorry. I, I mean that from my heart. Oh, I see a prediction too much. See, I agree in Green Bay on some, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, even the second field goal that they kicked, my man, what is this, bend it like Beckham? The dude kicked the field goal and went wide of the goal post and then curved back in on the second try. That's crazy. He bent it like Beckham on the game-winning field goal. If I'm Cowboy Nation, I'm salty. All right, Mark. Y'all gonna y- 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 deal with New England? Come on, son. Like, All right. You you a fan of the Steelers. You're a fan. I get you. I expect you to say that. But that's really how you feel? It's gonna be a smoke out in, in Foxborough? That's really how you feel? I'll let you answer that while I talk about something else. Yes, Frank. He kicked a slider. He kicked... Jeez. He, oh, he kicked that, that bailout curveball that lefties throw to lefties. Jeez. But... I wanted to ask y'all something. Um, switching gears, talking about this whole money Mayweather and uh Dana White situation. I'm feeling a, a bit of a way. I feel as though people are really confusing Floyd Mayweather with being like a sucker or something because of his defensive fighting style. Oh, he's running. He does this. He does that. And then you seen that lack of respect spill into fight negotiations. Like, why? Why? In Floyd Mayweather's right mind, will he do a 50-50 split with Conor McGregor? What has Conor McGregor done to deserve a 50-50 split with Floyd Mayweather? Floyd Mayweather is the biggest draw in boxing since maybe Tyson in terms of pay-per-view numbers. Let me not disrespect Manny Pacquiao. Him and Manny Pacquiao are two of the biggest, not named Mike Tyson in the modern era. Just because he fights a defensive style doesn't mean that you could just disrespect the man and lowball off of him and treat him like he's foo-foo or something. Like, we already know. All of us know better. The, the minute Conor McGregor sticks in a boxing ring with Money Mayweather, he's going to get killed. It's going to get ugly. So I just find that to be disrespectful. You know, a lot of us here, I see, I'm, I'm reading my comments right now, and I'm seeing a lot of boxing fans here. We know better. Dana White been swindling his fighters for years. He just sold UFC for, for, what, $4 billion? But in the main event with Ronda Rousey and that Brazilian chick, Ronda Rousey caught 3 mil and, and the champ got 200K? You think you're going to swindle Floyd how you swindle your fighters on a day-to-day basis? That's not going to happen. At some point, whether we like Floyd or we don't like Floyd, you got to respect that man. Yes, the whole premise of the fight is disrespectful, Mark. At some point... We need to understand that Floyd is a damn great fighter and an even better promoter. If Dana White was smart, he would get out of the way and let Floyd do what he does and make that fight. Because between whatever kind of gets up front and what he makes on the pay-per-view back end, it will be way more than the 25 that Dana is, Dana White is, is offering that man. Are like, you serious right now? 25 million? Floyd wipes as you know what, with $25 million. <laughs> Yo, what did he make for that Pacquiao fight? I won't even remember, but whatever he made up front. Like, exactly. Come on now. What, whatever he makes up front for that fight plus the back end, Conor McGregor needs to just join the money team. I think that's what really needs to happen right now. Because Floyd doesn't need Conor. Floyd don't have to fight another day in his life. He doesn't have to fight another day in his life. And he's set. If Conor McGregor is smart, and a lot of these UFC fighters are starting to notice that the, the money does not make sense in, in that in that business, some Conor, kind of, join the money team. I'm just saying, I think outside promoters need to start getting in with the UFC. I know they have a central way, they have whole matchmaking and all this and that. But I think as so though if you have outside promoters get in there, they can start negotiating money a lot better. To me... Once you sell a company for four billion dollars, that means that this, this company is worth a lot of money. That means there's a lot of money that's going straight to the bosses while the fighters get crumbs. That's puzzling to me, you know. And before I get up out of here tonight, I know I know we all gonna be doing it at eight o'clock. Cavaliers, Warriors. First game Christmas, oh, man, he made $18 million in his fight with Floyd. Something like that. He made a lot of paper. And he made money on, on the pay-per-view revenue as well, Frank. You got to think about that. But who we got tonight? I, I feel as though the Cavaliers have the Warriors number. When, it's, when it comes to closing games, they can't deal with Kyrie. They can't deal with LeBron. Forget all the talent that's on the floor for the first 45 minutes of the game that the Warriors seem to control whenever they play the Cavs. Crunch time. If you can't deal with Kyrie and you can't deal with LeBron, it doesn't matter when you play, whether it's January or June, you're going to lose. So who y'all got? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it like, I think tonight, because it's a Monday night, is Martin Luther King days in Golden State. I think, I think Golden State wins that game. It'll be close. I read something this morning that the Cavaliers were considering uh, sitting out the big three for the game, which would have been funny to me because I feel as though since they won the championship, the Cavaliers have been doing such a brilliant job of trolling the Warriors. Like That is a rivalry. Don't let, don't let LeBron fool you. Those guys do not like each other. So I think it would have been funnier if they would have sat them so that they couldn't even get their win back. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me right? if the game got ugly in the first quarter and then uh, Tyron Lue just decided to bench everybody. You know, all right, we gave you the stars. We, we, we let y'all get a taste. Now I can go ahead and get y'all a little meaningless win. Because I fully expect, I fully expect the Warriors to go hard for this tonight. Um, We saw some issues with KD, uh, West, not KKD, Draymond Green, Steph Curry a couple of weeks ago in terms of like the way KD wants to play as opposed to the way the Warriors play. I think at the end of the day, regardless of who's on the squad, if Steph doesn't play well, they, they won't win. Steph got to shine tonight. Kyrie Irving, Combination platter have been giving it to you since about game four. Actually, I'm lying. Since about game one of the 2015 finals before he hurt his knee, Kyrie's been giving you the sauce. At some point or the other, Steph Curry got to stand up and be a man. you posting videos, dancing with your wife in the club. You need to dance on Kyrie tonight or you're going to be looking for some Ciroc on the rocks with some tonic tonight. But that's how I feel, y'all. You know... To everybody, once again, if you enjoy what I'm talking about, you, you like my perspective, share it with your peoples. We all sports fans at the end of the day. Share that, get the word out there. It's call sessions, blog talk, radio, Facebook Live. I'm about to break up out of here. Maybe, maybe I'll join you all in the middle of the week if something worth, you know, if something is worth talking about comes about, I'll join y'all. We'll talk about it again. I, I like the interaction with Facebook Live as opposed to waiting for callers as live and direct. Until next time, y'all. I'm out.